Warning, the guest episodes on License for Love are experiences, expertise, and views of their own. The diversity duo is in no way liable for actions or advice one takes in their daily life from our guests. Our purpose is to give everyone a voice to be understood, not necessarily agreed with. You're listening to License for Love with Cowboy Jax and Lauren Michaels Harris. The heartbeat in relationship conversation. Hey y'all, this is Cowboy Jax with my good friend, Lauren Michaels Harris, who's a little under the weather today. So we may hear from Lauren off and on, um, but for the most part, you're just going to have to put up with the old cowboy today. Um, I am just ecstatic about today's episode. Um, to be able to tire down for five minutes to even get to have a conversation is amazing. Um, I've known her for several years. Um, we actually met um, at a writer's event for NAM, um, and uh, we'll, we'll get into all that in a minute. But um, man, today's episode is called Jesse G, a Green Beret and a Baby. Yeah, that is correct, right? And so we're going to have Jesse G uh, answer questions like, is she super mom or is she super tired? Um, but wow. So it's crazy when I think about it because first of all, if you're a military spouse, there is so much involved in just that alone. Like you have constant deployments. You know, uh, and and for our listeners that don't know what deployments are, um, you know, that's where the other half of you is out somewhere for six months, eight months, you know, a year and a half, depending. And when you're in special forces, it can be at the drop of a hat. Like you, you have to be ready to deploy at any moment in time. So that's just one piece of it, right? Then the next piece of it is, is that you're a legit touring artist right like jesse g is she you could say that she's independent music i'll let her be able to express that more when we bring her on here in just a little bit but i mean she is the protege i say to gretchen wilson gretchen wilson is a grammy award winner i think is sold over 5.8 million albums of course i have brain damage so i might be getting those numbers backwards but regardless to be a multi-platinum artist and then to be able to discover someone um as amazing as jesse g is is unbelievable so so just to recap before we get into the third thing right the, the first thing is military spouse for special forces right not to say that all military spouses aren't amazing, you are, you're the other half of the team, but the op tempo for special forces is absolutely insane. Plus, you know, there's a discretion involved in that and stuff like that. The second thing, now you're a touring artist, which is crazy. I can't wait to talk to her about all of the stuff, you know, she's got going on now for music in her career, right? Which commitments of probably 40, 50 dates a year, right? At a minimum right? Some people travel like a hundred dates a year, right? Which is, you know, a quarter of the year. And then she just had a baby. Yes, you, you heard me correctly. She is a military spouse, a touring artist, and she just had a baby. So all you moms out there, like 
are probably like, what the fuck? Like seriously, <laughs> just thinking about your day to day as a, a mom, imagine like these different elements. And so I think, you know, when we talk about license for love, one of the biggest things is, is do we judge a book by its cover? And I know from personal experience that celebrity people get judged all the time, right? Like you don't have any problems, you know, unless they're in the tabloids and then you get like, you know, a $50 million uh, makeup deal or something. So your problems weren't that bad. Obviously Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, you know, at the time that we're recording this are in the spotlight right now. And what, what you're really starting to see is, is that it's not fair. It's not fair to pass that judgment or that stereotype because you have no idea what's going on in that person's life, right? And you have no idea like what they're experiencing. So one of the main things that we do is we say we want to understand each other, but we don't necessarily have to agree with each other, you know, because I'm sure Jesse's probably had to deal with people being like, oh, well, you're your special forces wife, like you're a part of this SOF community, like you need to stop doing music and just support your husband because he's defending our country, right? Or, uh, you're a new mom. What, what do you mean that you're taking her backstage and she has these super cute, you know, pink, you know, <laughs> uh, silencing earphones on and stuff like that? You know, what, what are you doing? You know, those kinds of things. And so that part of it alone, I, I think is, is very difficult to deal with. And one of our earlier episodes uh, in the month, we talked to uh, Lindsay and she is dealing with this life-threatening disease. She needs a double lung transplant in her thirties and she's making it all work, you know, that sort of thing. But she also deals with these stigmas too. And one of the things that we talked about in terms of stigma was what are the stresses for parents? right? What are, what are the stresses for parents and how does that work? So imagine that you have a career that's high profile. Imagine that you probably have a husband that has, you know, all of these needs that have to be met, you know, on a regular basis. And then you have to figure out and unpack how to be mom. What, what is the psychology behind that? I know that this is her first child, right? And I know that she has a very strong upbringing, right? In the fishing community, which <laughs> at some point we'll have to talk about that because it's a really cool story. Um, and those of you that are, you know, Jesse G fans of her amazing voice and her amazing heart, we're hoping to kind of dig in today a little bit and really start to uh, learn some new things about her that you may not necessarily have known. So, you know, we'll be putting her on the spot so now to talk about some of the statistics, right? Because I'm a sandwich kind of guy. Um, so it means that, you know, normally what I'll do is I'll give you like something good and then I'll tell you something not so good and then I'll wrap that up with something good, right? Um, it's called sandwiching. Linda hates it, my spouse. She absolutely despises it. She wants it. Brass tacks, no other way, period. So we've talked about the good. Now let's talk a little bit about the scary. Almost 80% of SOF marriages end in divorce, right? So that's something that is, that alone is crazy, right? To say 
why would I want to be with somebody that is in the special forces when I have a clearly established career of my own? Why would I want to have a baby with somebody that's in special forces? Because another statistic that is very frightening is the fact that most SOF people uh, up to, I think it's like 80% around the age 29 die in combat, right? Because they're, they're elitists. Like these are the guys you see them make the movies about and the documentaries and all this other kind of thing. Or, you know, in other situations, you know, it's a mounted situation, which means like probably like uh, some kind of military vehicle that they're on gets hit and they die that way. And it's about 50%. But the idea behind it that I want to relate to the listeners is that you could lose the one that you love very quickly as soon as they walk out that door. So me being a creative in my mind, I'm like, I, I don't even know how I would be able to focus on writing a song, much less be able to take care of a baby. Think about that for a minute, right? She has these demands that have to be met. And listen, artists, they have to be on all the time. That's why they're professionals, right? Because when you pay whatever that money is to come and see them, like you want to see what you've seen on the internet. You want to see what you've seen in the music videos and everything else. And so if she just had a fight or she's terrified because her husband is in some foreign land, you'll never see that because she's a professional, right? And so, you know, especially with this Johnny Depp thing and the Amber Heard thing, like, you know, the way people look at celebrities and the way people look at music artists is, is almost like they're not people, right? So I, I want you to think for a moment of all of the pressure that if you're not a celebrity that you're putting on these people, right? Of, of that comment that you're getting ready to make about weight or their outfit or their makeup. Like you, you don't have a free fucking license to just do that you know, whenever, you know, whenever you feel like it without there being repercussions. And that's, that's what makes this show a little bit different. We're not fluff. Like we're, you know, we're going to tell you how it is in that regard. So then we get to being a mom, right? Pretty much well, like a single mom in some respects, if a deployment goes six, eight months, half a year, right? or constant deployments, going out, coming back, going back, coming back. There, there's a lot of focus on just that child, right? And, and the influence that you have on that child, right? Especially as a baby, because, you know, there's primary requirements, you know, do I breastfeed? Do I pump? Do, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, I'm a father. No, I do not have breasts. So I did not do the pumping, but I am the one that, you know, had to be able to make sure that the milk was available when I had my time with my son. So I can't imagine that, that aspect of things. And then there's ultimately the emotional aspects of things. A child is very resilient, but they're also very perceptive. So if mom is nervous, if mom is sad, if mom is upset, the baby feels that right? They, they feel that like on the day-to-day -day basis. So, 
So what does that look like? How, how are you able to, to figure out how to, to navigate that? And that is only the first year. There's 17 more of those, right? So it's like, yeah, Lauren, Lauren's like, you know what? At least that's one thing that there's no womb here. Right, Lauren? Nope. <laughs> nope, but I am jealous. So, Love kids. Yeah, I, you, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. How, I mean, if you can, how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like in the area that you're in, if you and Brian wanted to have children, like, I mean, because you're a very well-established person, your own TV show, you know, motivational speaker, obviously Brian has all his credentials. Like, you know, do you feel like that there's, there's a slant there? for you guys to be able to get children or do you feel like there's a pretty open opportunity there? We've had a bunch of opportunities um, where we right now, cause we're old. So we're like, you know, we were married to our careers, you know, Brian, Brian's private practice is 25 years old and it took me 25 years to 25 years to get something going. So, but you know, we've had like four friends offer to be surrogates for us over the wow. year mm -hmm. and it's now, such a touching thing you know forgive my country ass but what's a surrogate I, I don't i don't know what that means they were willing to have the babies for us and give what? them to us yeah where are like you do you have to you know no okay well how does it work i mean there's people out there like me that are listening to the show that don't know how it works um, artificial insemination. Where have you been? Um, Listen, all, it, although I will say for those of you questioning, don't get it twisted. Back in the day, I did. I did uh, bark up that female tree. I did. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to have I to did. add that I in did. somehow. I knew that I was did. coming. Yeah. But, you know, but what it was for us, it is now we kind of wish we did because we're getting older. I'll be 60 on the 4th of July. And I'm like, wait a minute, who's going to like take care of us? You know, that's the thing you got to think about. So I don't mm. know. Um, I'm but, terrified for my children to take care of me. You should be like, seriously. Um, my, my children are like very ambitious, but they're like very much like focused on yeah. whatever they've got going on. Right. And Dylan's broke his arm twice. What do you think is going to happen if I'm old? Like he's not going to be able to get me from point A to point B, right? No, but that's why they have the people at the home. I'm not going to no home, Lauren. Uh -huh. That's what I all the people not. in the home said. Are you going to go to the home? Hell no. Yeah. No. You know. No, you sir. Know, it's interesting when you talk about like the end of life, right? Because that's where all of this goes, right? Yeah. And I'm excited to talk to her about that too. Because yeah. I, I, I want to know if she just, did she plan it all? Or was it like, fuck it, like saddle up eight seconds, like whatever happens, happens sort of situation. Like, I'm, I'm really curious to find out about that. With that being said, um, we're going to go to commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to have Jesse G with us today on License for Love. We'll see you in five. Hey, y'all, this is Cowboy Jacks. I just wanted to invite you to join the heartbeat and relationship conversation in this space right here. Your product, your service, 
your message. Let's ride. Hey, y'all, we're back. This is Cowboy Jacks with my good buddy, Lauren Michaels Harris, and you are listening to the episode, Jesse G, a Green Beret and a Baby. That's right. And we want to know, is she superwoman or is she super tired? So just a quick, quick, uh, just a quick, see, that country comes out even though I make an effort to hide it. Um, so just a little bit about her from her bio at jessiegmusic.com. Uh, it says... This is a quote, sometimes true musical talent cannot be denied, even when it's found in the sleepy fishing town of Brookings, Oregon, says Grammy award-winning artist Gretchen Wilson about Jesse G, the, the, uh, the first outside artist signed to Wilson's Redneck Records. Honestly, there's so much more that I could say, but I really think that Gretchen summed it up. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesse G, girl, how are you? Good. How are you, Jax? Man, I'm hanging in there like a hair on a biscuit. So uh, super excited to have you um, on the show today. Obviously, you've been you know listening this whole entire time backstage. Uh, what are your thoughts? Like, are we way off base or, or are oh, we hitting wow. the nail on the head? You nailed it. And I was getting teary-eyed over here just listening to you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction and talking about my story and um, man, it means a lot to hear your perspective on it. And you don't ever really think about how other people view it, you know, so, so to hear that perspective, an outside perspective sometimes makes, you know, you feel proud because you're like, wow, actually, you know, my life is really crazy and, you know, that it's just refreshing. So thank you. That was beautiful. Well, I mean, you know, facts are facts. I mean, I've, you know, I have been blessed to know you for several years and, and have got to see you help out with Save Homefront. And I know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't I kind of see the beginning of you? Because he wasn't a, he wasn't a Green Beret when you brought him to the show that time and you were performing, correct? Yeah, no, yeah, no, he was just in the conventional army, uh, a lieutenant, so... Yeah, you've, wow. you've seen from the beginning, we've been friends long enough that, yeah, you've yeah. seen it all. And you know what? He, he's super cool. Uh, he's, he's, he's very laid back. He's very involved in your career. Um, I'm not going to disclose any particular name uh, other than what you want to, because I know that being, you know, SOF, um, got to be very careful about that kind of protocol um, yeah. and security preference. But um, so l let's talk a little bit about First, the first burning question for me is, did you just saddle up eight seconds and be like, hey, we're going to ride, you know, see if we can get all eight seconds? Or did you say like, okay, we're going to get married, you know, I'm going to work out the career, you know, and then yes, now we're going to have a baby. Like, how did all of that unpack? No, I mean, a, a lot of it was just life happening and unfolding um, the way it did. I, I will say like a lot of it is manifestation, you know, um, I really do believe in that where if you speak it to yourself and you wish it all the time, it will happen on its own time, the best time. And I really do think that the way everything happened was just, um, just, it was great. I mean, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. I left everything I ever had known and I was there all alone. I only knew Gretchen Wilson where you read her quote, earlier, you know, she found me out in Oregon and convinced me to move out to Nashville. And it was kind of like, from there on out, I had nobody and paved my own way, kind of a new chapter in life. And 
met him a few years later after moving to town and fell in love. And then he was also chasing his dreams in the military. So he was, you know, trying to go up the special forces pipeline. And that's, as you know, a very hard, rigorous, it's one of the hardest things you can do in the army. And so um, watching him chase his dreams as I was chasing mine. And um, like Lauren had said earlier, you know, we were married to our careers 100% at first. And um, I think that made it good because we were both very motivated, supportive partners to each other um, in our individual lives. And we'd come together to make, <laughs> I love Lauren. <laughs> oh, he, trust me, when he's 100%, he's a, like, He's a hoot. You'll have to listen to like other episodes because he's constantly he's... harassing me in some way. But okay, so how long uh, into the relationship did Baby Makes Three come into the picture? Yeah. So, oh, Lauren, you, you don't have to answer that if you don't want to. God uh, nosy much. No, she's on our show. She clearly has to answer the questions it's, that I want unless right. she elects not to want to answer. She says, um, well, <laughs> See, he's I'm obviously feeling better. So again, baby makes three happen. Yeah. How long? It actually it was kind of a long road. So we um we got married without people knowing. Um and Good we kind of just yeah it was fun because it was like something intimate for us to share together. I understand why people elope and do all that, but we were like not telling anybody because we wanted to have a big wedding eventually, but we just kind of wanted to do our own thing. And around that time we were pregnant and we, yeah, and we, it was not a good thing. we struggled through a couple miscarriages back to back. Um, and it was oh, very heart. hard time. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it, it was a very, it was during the pandemic and, um, all that stuff was happening with just the world and my career. I felt like I lost everything I had ever wanted and loved and worked for. And it was just a really brutal hard time, but it forced me to, you either let it make you stronger or you let it just kill you, you know? And so it forced me to um, find the strength within myself. So I, you know, really dove deep into like my mental state of mind, like my state of mind being healthy. Yeah. I mean, using mind, words like manifest, health. like I wouldn't expected that I would, I mean, I love you to death, but I mean, I don't think I would have heard that before. Like you seem ultra centered and focused like very well poised you know I, you um, know i have my days but during that time period i would say i was the most unstable mentally and it was a really really hard time like i would find myself getting like panic attacks all the time and like not being able to handle situations and i think what was happening was my music career was in this weird place and when the pandemic and all that hit, I did not know if I was even going to have an, a career anymore. I had all these tours lined up. I was going to go on the road with Gary Allen and um, just a bunch of yeah, other. For, for our listeners, um, just to interject there real quick. Um, and I'm going to say this. And, and if you're like, ah, I need to say something different. Um, Jesse G literally, in, in my opinion, during the ascension pre-COVID, uh, was very much well tracking to be best new artist. I mean, she had like, you know, powerhouses like Gretchen Wilson behind her, some of the best songwriters in Nashville, you know, uh, an amazing single called Army Ranger, which had a tremendous amount of support and stuff like that. And so for y'all that don't understand, 
an artist has to like, it's kind of like a wave in the ocean, right? Like, you know how the small wave comes in and it goes out and then the bigger wave comes in and goes out. So before the pandemic, she was in the middle of that big wake and it just kind of disrupted everything. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, you know, my husband, even he, he was seeing all that and he had a stable career with the military. And to be honest with all the pandemic stuff, he wasn't, they weren't letting them do anything because they were like on lockdown too. Um, so we were at home a lot together, kind of navigating through what like life was going to look like. And thank God I have such a supportive, loving partner because I don't know what I, I would have done through that. He was just there every step of the way, holding my hand, like, it's going to be good. It's going to be better. Um, you oh, know, and you, left out, you left out hot. <laughs> yeah. I saw. Hey, we love ourselves a ginger. I'm, I'm just saying. I saw your 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 video. Timeless. Was that the wedding you didn't have, or was that? Uh, yeah, all? that was our wedding ceremony. Yep. That was awesome. Thank you, yeah. Lauren. I'm gonna let him know you think that. Yeah. So yeah. besides him, Lauren oh, eloquently putting that he's hot. Like, um, he is. See what I'm saying? This is why I love our show. The dynamic is just total. Yeah. I wish he was down here right now. He'd be like, well, you you know, it's like, why is it? They guys know when a guy is good looking. Guys know they try to act like, oh, I don't know. I don't judge guys. Yes, you do. You do. There's there's only one man that I absolutely have a bromance with, and that would be Ryan Reynolds. Because Ryan Reynolds is my spirit animal, okay? He understands (laughs) me, who I am as a man, and the sarcasm that I want to bring forth to the world. That's the only one. Wrong answer. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hi, Jesse. It's just you and me now. So, now we got... I love you. Okay, there we go. Okay, you're back. Watch your mouth. That's so good. Okay, all right. So, um... (laughs) Now I didn't lost focus. This is what happens. We go <laughs> off on the rails. Um, <laughs> you you should see when he's at a hundred percent. So okay. So so let's talk about just a snapshot of the day in the life of a special forces wife. Mm. What is that like for you? Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, it's a lot of solo parenting, which you know is it's been good for me because it's like a challenge. You know, it like. I got to guess how many flights she's been on so far. Oh, I can't can't imagine. Take a guess. Okay, I'm going to guess. Ten. Jax, what do you? Uh, I'm going to say 12. 24. Holy shit. How old is she? She's five and a half months old and she's been on 24 flights. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Insane. So that for me is like, you know, a challenge accepted. Like, you know, daddy's gone. He's deployed. We got to do what we got to do. Me with uh, a big checked bag, a carry-on bag, her stroller, her car seat inside her stroller, her strapped in the backpack, you know? And it's like, you feel really good when you accomplish that and you get to your destination and she didn't even cry on the plane because you were like on it with the bottle. And, you know, it's like, for me, I love a challenge. That's why I do what I do for a living. Like, I just, it's that like, that adrenaline rush and the, you know, all those things going on um, with music, a lot of that stuff too, sports always offered growing up. 
And I just feel like it's like that with parenting, you know, it's really parenting is like the hardest thing you could ever do in life because it's like your standard of excellence, you know, it's, it can either be here or there, but it's your standard. So man, I, um, I do enjoy the challenge, but there is every once in a while where it's hard. Like, you know, I'm, it's always the hardest for me the, the few days before he gets home because I know he's about to get home. And it's like my brain's like telling me, soon daddy's home, soon daddy's home. And then my like... Well, psychologically, there's a shift, right? Because mm-hmm. what I was saying was is that there's that single mom mentality, right? Yeah. In the sense of like how things are organized and how things are executed. Or let me say single parent, right? Not yeah. just single mom, but, yeah. but single parent mode. And then all of a sudden, when he comes back, there's got to be that incubation period of like, hey, how are you? How are you? Okay, we're aligned. And then, oh yeah, by the way, we have a whole entire family that we've structuralized and and what that looks like. Totally. I mean, it's it's awesome and I love it. I love that he can go out there and do these amazing things. Like some of his mission sets are really awesome and it's something that he can talk about for the rest of his life. You know, like I got to do this and that and um, I'm proud of him and it does make it hard, but I think at the end of, you know, when we've, we're old and gray and we're in our little travel trailer going around the world, just doing whatever we want. I think we're going to be super proud of all this hard work we put in, you know? So, hey, Jesse, yeah. I want to ask you, um, what's it like for your husband when he comes, you know how fast babies grow. So when he comes home and it looks like, who is she? You know, it's like overnight they grow. Yes. Um, how do you guys deal with that? I can tell it's hard for him. He's not the kind of guy that ever is like, woe is me, sad about things. Like he's a very like it is what it is guy. And I'm the opposite. I'm very like internal about stuff, you know, and I dwell on things and all that. So he is very good about like, oh my gosh, she's like so much bigger. And you can tell he just loves on her nonstop, just hugging and kissing her and, um, it's pretty cool though, just to see the love when he gets home and how much he misses her, you know? Cause like a lot of parents don't get to experience that. They're like every day they're with the kid every day right. they're seeing the kid grow. So the kid doesn't seem like it's like growing every day to them. But if you're gone a lot, like you come home and you're like, oh, what happened? yeah. So right. yeah, because I mean, he's in spaces sometimes where there's, there's absolutely no optics, right? There's no yeah. videos. There's that no pictures. The like there's no last, communication yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, wow. it was hard. He called me four times from, uh, and you know how bad spam is right now, spam, spam calls. He called me four times from a Hawaii phone number and I didn't answer. And then finally, the fourth time he left a message and I cried so hard. Oh. Well, on that note, uh, we're, we are uh, with uh, my good friend, Lauren Michaels Harris, and uh, we're going to go to commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Jesse G and the Ascension of the Music. I'm Cowboy Jacks. We'll be right back in five. Hey, y'all, this is Cowboy Jacks with my good friend, Lauren Michaels Harris, who's a little under the weather today. He sounds like a 90,000 year old woman, like, you know, raspy with, Jackson. you know, uh, smoking palm malls, but uh, I'm so glad he's here with us today. Right. And uh, we have a great episode, uh, an amazing story of Jesse G, a Green Beret and a baby. So for those of you that don't know, um, Jesse G was found by Gretchen Wilson, if you're, unless you're living under a rock somewhere. And uh, she is probably, and I'm not just saying this, 
uh, because I'm pretty picky when it comes to music. I think she's a fantastic songwriter, and I think that she is a very amazing, original, influential uh, vocal talent oh uh, that the industry absolutely needs. Um, I I'm a fan, like flat out a fan. So she's got some pipes. I'm telling you. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Okay. So we're on with uh, with the lovely uh, Jesse G. So last, you know, we we kind of got off on a tangent of talking about what it's like being a special forces wife, and I think a lot of people can kind of delineate what mom looks like, right? Because there's there's a lot more out there about mom and everything like that. But let's talk about mom as a touring artist because I saw on Instagram, she had these cute little sound uh, silencing headphones. She's been on over 20 flights. Like, you know, what what is that like? Like, how does that feel? I'm gonna tell you what it's like right now because uh, she's so attached to me that she doesn't even let other people watch her for very long. So I played this private show this last weekend and uh, she was so bad, like wanting me that I had to put her silencing headphones on her, put her in my pack, and then finish out the rest of my show with her in the backpack, me singing while she's sitting here, just like, and she was loving it, man. She just, I mean, she's used to me singing, so I think she just loves it, period. But she's just like, ah, everyone, thank goodness, it went really well. Everyone loved it, but. That's what it's like right now, but she, you know, she's such yeah, a true. They, they would be assholes if they didn't <laughs> yeah. like that. I mean, seriously, like I, you know, who's gonna who who besides Lauren? No, I'm just joking. Um, who who besides you know an asshole would be like, oh, she just had a new baby. I paid my money. I want to see. I want to <laughs> see Jesse G for who she is, not because she's a mom. I don't know why I went to that like redneck you know, dirty voice, but that's probably the person that I can see being offended by it. No, everyone was so cool. And like, it was a bunch of friends were there. So it was like, it was a perfect setting. I knew I could be like that. Otherwise I would have told the babysitter like, Hey, you need to take her back to the house. I'm sorry. But, um, you know, she's getting better. The only other person she's really good with is my husband and her daddy. So, um, sometimes grandma gets her, but man, she's attached. And I think it's cause of all the things we do together. She comes to every show. Like you said, she's been on over, she's been to 20 on 24 different airplanes flights. She's a trooper. So, man. Well, in, in music's music's not your background. Like, I mean, I know you probably will have, you know, shared this when it airs with all of your fan base and everything else. But I mean, you come from, is it, is it commercial fishing background? Like yeah. do, do you guys? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like you're like, yeah, I know all about the entertainment business. I'm second generation like some of these people. So, no, you know, yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of similarities with like the fishing business and music. A lot of it self-employed. The more you hustle, the more you get the grinds, all that. Also, the the sad, the highs and lows of it, you know, like there's sometimes where you work all season long and you're like making crab pots, you're out tens of thousands of dollars in gear and then the crab season just sucks and you're in debt and you owe the tax man all this money and it's just man it's a very similar hardship in a way but also work ethic i think it translates across so mm. yeah what is a crab pot do you know what a crab pot is lord i used to live in boston yeah <laughs> they're different over there they're like square over there we have the they round are. ones mm-hmm 
Y'all can talk crab pots. I I know nothing so about. So it's like a big pot, and then um, it's got like it's a bunch of wiring over it, so the crab can crawl in. And then you put a bait jar in the pot, and then you have the pots on a whole string. So the the string will have like thirty pots on them. You drop your string, and then you put a buoy on the end of the string, so you know. And your buoy's your color, so that no one else can. I mean, they still do sometimes steal from you, but like then your pot will steal your crabs. Yeah. You get in such big trouble though. So people don't do it. Cause like oh some people hide cameras in their pots cause they're like hardcore, but yeah, it's a whole thing. And that's our best season um, at home oh. is crab. Can I ask a music related question? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, songwriting. It's not that I'm not in front of the mic. Uh, Jax, I don't have voice, but Jesse, are you going to write a song about baby. your baby? Are you gonna write a song? About, are you gonna write a song about your baby? Yeah, I am. Um, I was thinking about like trying to do like an album full of like lullabies for her or something, and like make Aww. make something super special, like and say for Oziana and uh, I don't know something that's not just me, like me writing a lot of songs kind of about it. But I don't want to be so specific that other people can't relate. But I think there's a market out there for moms, man. Well, like uh, yeah. Sirens of the Sea would be cool, right? Because of like that whole theme of like how, you know, sirens voices and mermaids voices are to lead, you know, the sailors off astray. So if it was like lullabies for babies, we might have something to talk about. Yeah, well, hey. um, <laughs> now, speaking of songs, right? Uh, you have, is it the newest single right now? Timeless? Is so, that is that the newest single? So we dropped a song and it was more of a passion project because I just, I think the song just needed to be out there. It was about our miscarriages and our struggle. It was called Rainbow Lullaby. That was the last one I had released. Um, and before that though, my single, yeah, was Timeless. Um, and it was kind of based, when I knew I wanted to marry my husband, Bridget Tatum and I got together and I told her I want to write a song for my wedding day. Um, and so we got oh, together. We so wrote cliche, <laughs> Jesse. I'm going to write a song about my wedding day. But um, it ended so, up where'd, being, you, where'd you come up with the title, Timeless, though? Um, I think that, you know, like just trying to write something about an everlasting love, trying to write something, but having the title be like relatable and having it be something that is cool. You know, like, I think that the word timeless is timeless. I think it's classic. I think all those things I'm saying in the, in the chorus, I don't think that can ever go out of style. So that was why I wanted to write that song. For, this is an audio podcast. So <laughs> everyone, she keeps making the air quotes kind of like in friends with Ross and it's, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. So, okay. So let's, let's talk about Obviously, there's a lot of emotions that come from the aspects of, you know, new baby, uh, military spouse, all those kinds of things. What are some of your your breaking points, and and how do you push through those, especially from the creative process, right? Whether that's how you're going to execute a stage performance or the way you're going to write the next song, those kinds of things. Like, you know, let let our listeners know how you how you push through some of those things and what your breaking points are. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got their moments where their mind is too loud, so to speak. Um, mm. And I think that the secret to that, and I don't know if this is for everybody, but I think breath work is the secret to that because the more you breathe in, breathe out, hold your breath, like reset all that stuff, 
the more that you, the clear thoughts that are the happy, positive thoughts have room to take presence over that negativity and that hardship and all that. Um, I think that we all have the strength within us, but sometimes it gets really hard. And sometimes you have to do things like meditate, do breath work, all that sort of thing to get to that space. Um, when you're performing, it's really hard because you also have the pressure of having to deliver and having to, you know, like, I think the hardest situation I've ever been in, I got to sing the national anthem for the Green Bay Packers and I was nine months pregnant. And it was really hard for me because she was, Oziana was pushing up against my diaphragm and she was taking all the room inside my body. So breathing was really tough for me. And I had to work through before I started singing, while I started singing, like you should have heard how loud my mind was talking back to me during that time. But I kept telling myself, like, remember to breathe, remember to breathe. And you know what? I got through it <laughs> and we delivered a great performance. But and I was super proud of myself. Like not many women would take something on like that at nine months pregnant. So, you know, challenge accepted. But look, Jesse, I'm looking at some of your pictures. Girl, those abs. <laughs> not those right now, abs. but thank you. <laughs> no, they're like Janet Jackson's. Remember when she was always showing those? These are oh, great. I'm gonna ask you. you a question. We heard the number 24 for the um, how many times your baby's been on a flight. But how many times, watch this, Jack, it's going to be a big number. How many times have people compared you to Sandra Bullock? Oh, my gosh, a lot. <laughs> One lady said if Sandra Bullock and Pocahontas made, made a baby. That's what, that's what I never, I never thought about that. See that. Where have you been? No wonder. <laughs> yeah, that explains why I feel so familiar with you. Like, it, that's crazy. Well, thank you. I think that's a compliment because I think she's a gorgeous woman. So, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's what I love about having you as the my partner on the show, Lauren. Is I don't, I don't, I just don't think the way that you do. I can't believe that. Now, all I can see is like miscongeniality over and over and over again. That's <laughs> like, crazy. So, can I ask wow. you? How, tell me about your process when a song is coming through. Cause I, I write and, oh, oh, shameless plug. Yeah. Woo! yeah I want that CD. But I'll send it to you. Yes. But tell me what's that like? Are you like walking around minding your own business and there it is? Or do you sit down and have a process? How's it work for you? It's always different, which I'm sure that you are the same way. Like sometimes the muse comes to you out of nowhere and you're just like, whoa, I have to like hum this in my voice memo or I got to write it down. However, it's coming, you know, whether it's a string of lyrics or it's a, a melody or both, whatever, or it comes while you're sitting in a writing room with two, one other person. And all of a sudden, you know, like something they said triggered something inside of you. And then you're just like, whoa. And then a song is written in like an hour. A song is written. A lot of people just assume a lot about people like you. Um, can you talk a little bit about rejection? I always love to ask, ask celebrities, actors, singers on my show, um, how many no's and how do you how did you deal with all of the no's before you started getting all of the yes? Um, especially, so yeah, especially with the baby and, and the husband component, right? Because yeah. in our industry, that's considered collateral damage, right? That Sometimes they won't even touch an artist, right? <laughs> yeah. Really? Go ahead. Like they say, sex sells. My husband says that all the time. 
It does. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that the nose were always like motivation for me. I don't know why. What's that called? Were you like pain? Is that masochist? Maybe I don't know. Oh yeah, masochistic. Yep, masochism. I don't, yep. I don't know why. Like whole different episode, but yep, absolutely <laughs> masochism. <laughs> I'm. I don't think I'm one, but I like rejection because it makes me go back and like be better and work harder because like no one's gonna believe in it more than you do and like no one's going to believe in it until you're already doing it like that's the thing is like you could tell somebody your ideas all day long or oh listen to this demo like but think about this you know but no one's gonna hear it like you do and so you know I just always kind of told myself like I know that I have something worth giving and I know that I live a life of fulfillment and if people the people that do want to hear about it and the people that do listen you know you end up finding those people by just putting it out there and ignoring all the people who don't care you know yeah. and then you find your your people you find your that's group. what Alan Reynolds right. said to me uh I was at a I was at a thing downtown I think it was a BMI or or something and uh and I and he said the key to writing a number one song is not running up and down these streets on Music Row. The key to writing a number one song is to put it out there and whatever is meant to come to you will come to you. And yeah. so, I mean, I think you're, I mean, obviously we all know who Alan Reynolds is. So I think you're spot on in that regard. So before you get out of here, um, obviously, you know, we want to put that shameless plug in. Um, where are you going and what is happening next for Jesse G? I mean, it's already been 100 miles per hour, if not more. Um, so we just got back off the road from New York with Jake Owen. We're going to hit the road again with Jared Neiman in Wisconsin. Um, and we're going to do a lot of cool shows in the U.S. You can find that all on my website. And then in August, we're going to the U.K. for the first time. I'm so excited. Um, love you. They'll, they'll love you over there. Oh, my god! Seriously. I'm pumped. Like we're playing in Wales, Scotland, um, Birmingham, England. It's just going to be a trip where I get to make new friends and fans and see a bunch of castles. <laughs> It'll be awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, um, I, I want to thank you so much. I, I mean, literally, I didn't think I would get you like this soon in the podcast because you are in the first four episodes of License for Love. And uh, it's amazing. We thought we'd get you at some point, but not so soon. So thank you for taking the time. Um, any last thoughts before we, we get you out of here? I mean, thank you so much, Jax and Lauren, for having me. You guys are awesome. I love your vibe here. This is super cool. Um, I'm definitely going to be a listener. So I hope we can do this again soon. And thank you for always supporting me. Um, you know, I, I appreciate our friendship, Jax, and now Lauren, our, our soon-to-be friendship. So, um, yeah, thanks, guys. If, if he doesn't make an effort to kind of, you know, steal your man, like, metaphorically, <laughs> because he is married. So, you know, Brian might get, you know, a little upset, but man, I don't know. Talk about hungry eyes over there. All right, folks, on that note, uh, we will be back right after this. I'm Cowboy Jax with my good friend, Lauren Michaels Harris. And make sure that you check out jessegmusic.com for everything Jesse G. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all, this is Cowboy Jax. I just wanted to invite you to join the heartbeat and relationship conversation in this space right here. Your product, your service, your message, let's ride. 
Hey, y'all, you're listening to License for Love with Cowboy Jacks, or I'm Cowboy Jacks, rather, and my good friend, Lauren Michaels-Harris. Uh, we just had the, I'm, I can't get Sandra Bullock out of my head now. Thanks, Lauren. I appreciate that. Uh, we, we just had the amazing Jessie G on. Um, Love her. Who is just, isn't she dope? She like, is. She's so authentic. Yes. Well, when we did that thing at Nam, I was performing with this guy that was literally fucking up my songs. Like, I'm not kidding one bit. Like, he was, I mean, he couldn't keep time, but I, I wrote this song or co wrote this song called Ain't the Size of Your Truck. And she was there doing a performance thing with um, Gretchen Wilson, uh, name drop. And so, one of the first things that she said to me was, you know, I like that song. And I said, oh, well, perhaps we should co-write sometime. And so I got her, I didn't get her Jesse G phone number. I got her real last name phone number. And, you know, we, we stayed uh, in contact and I'm so glad that she did. I'm, I think she's going to be just the most bomb ass mom ever. And uh, I, I really want things to go well for her family. Um, especially with him being in special forces. Yeah, you wouldn't let me get this out while she was here, but I'm going to get it out anyway. Because the diversity duo, um, I'm going to say, you're like, oh, you're looking at her. Let me tell you something. I'm happily married, but just because I'm on a diet does not mean I don't get to read the menu. I just don't get to order. If, if I said that, if I made that statement to Linda she would murder me like right instant. Like, honestly, it wouldn't even be like a knife or a gun or anything like that. I would just instantly just go, just like turn to dust. Why? Why? It's not like you are blind because you found your everything. I always you say, know. I always say to my husband, look out of all the people in the world, you found me and I found you, you know, so oh, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, it sounds great, but that's just not how life would go on this well, end. That's you what, know what I do find? That's you heteros. That? That's What's you that? breeders, breeders. Yeah, it's us breeders. You know, it's I don't know. It's like pissing on our territory or something. I have no idea. But um, you know, before we get too far down the rabbit trail, um, yeah, you know, it's interesting because when you when we when we talk about women and and me possibly looking at women attractive. I have started to see like features from other women that remind me of Linda, right? Like Jesse and Linda could definitely be related. The cheekbones, like the, the facial feet, like seriously, it's crazy, right? So when I well, see- One thing I know, you and her husband certainly aren't related, nor could you ever be. I'm not saying you're not handsome. I'm just saying he's got it going on. Don't yeah. get sensitive, Jax. I think it would be, first of all, I'm definitely not offended in any shape, form, or fashion. Uh, no. I, I met him. He's a great dude. Uh, do I he, want to... Is he taller than you? He no. looked pretty tall on that beach. No, he's he's built, though. Yeah. Um, what the hell? Oh, like, I, you how, how do you get Ew. me? Go what are you doing with that body? Literally. I think you take advantage of my brain damage sometime. I really do. I, I think that you just put a little carrot out there and you know that I like listening to what you have to say. And then before you know it, I'm having this unpacking this conversation about Jesse's husband. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's not taller than me. I know that he is well built. I think he's well suited for her. They're, they're a great couple. 
and I'd, <laughs> I'd like to move on. <laughs> I can tell. So, you know what, Jax, we have to go and see her live somewhere. She said Wisconsin. That's right around the corner from Chicago. Yeah. I mean, I want to go. I mean, I, I want to go too, but I just want to make sure like I'm cool about it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm very blessed to have some really cool friends. I just want to like, Hey, can I get backstage passion? I want to go. But here's the thing. The upside to it is I'm sure that Linda and I would be fantastic babysitters, right? Linda's got baby fever. Like you would not oh, believe yeah, she does. She does. I'm telling you, like we're, we leave for Vegas early next week. And, uh, I, I'm a little afraid because this is the first time that we've, you know, uh, been alone with each other for a while. So I don't know, like she may just handcuff me to the bed and have her way with me. T M I. That, that's not TMI. Um, you, you, when, when you're on, like you're totally I'm already TMI. sick, Jax, please. Don't make me. Oh, oh okay. But, but yet I'm supposed to sit. It's the diversity duo. So I'm supposed to over here and just digest the fact that you want to, um, you know, uh, uh, mind eat uh, Jesse's husband. Like, is I mean, fair is fair, right? Like, I mean, is that fair? Oh, my God. How suddenly your brain damage cleared up. You, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Why are you going to Vegas? Are you going to see a show? Or are you going to just gamble? Uh, three three year anniversary. Thank you, thank you, mm. thank you, thank you. Well, you'll be um, you'll be there, and I'll be in Atlanta. What are you I, doing in Atlanta? Come on now, you know after next Saturday the fourth, you'll have to call me Doctor Harris. I th see. I thought that was Miami, and you didn't text me and let me know anything. I didn't know that that was in Atlanta. Yep. Look. Yeah, is my doctor, Doctor Lauren Harris. I know. You know, don't bring that shit back here. Being That's like it. you think you're oh. better than me. Like, I'm not going to use that until I'm like 75. So I'm not going to use that. You know what that's for? That's for when I'm like really old. Well, well, what what's really? Oh, this might sound bad. I'll probably get chastised for this, but like, what's really old in in the world of me? 75. Uh, oh, okay. I'll start using I, I didn't know if it was different in the gay community than it was in the straight oh. community. <sighs> Just asking questions is how we learn. Pray for him, you guys. Pray for him. Please. And for and real. Pray, pray, pray for Lauren, too. Yep, I'll take it. Absolutely. Man, I love her. And I was no. listening to her stuff, some of her music, when you guys were talking. She's really good. Oh, she's so good, dude. She's really good. Like, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't kidding. Like, the fact that, first of all, when you have someone like Gretchen Wilson, like, take you under your wing, like, the level of your ego could blow through the roof. And she has just remained so approachable, um, has been so giving. Like I said, she performed at the SHF Honors, I think twice. I'll have to ask her about that. Yeah. But um, yeah, she performed, you know, the single at the time, Army Ranger. And, uh, you know, just, but man, 
Let, let's switch gears for a minute and let's talk about the resiliency that this woman has. Like that for me is just absolutely mind blowing. Like she's just, she's such a strong woman. Like, and the fact that she's taking the baby everywhere with her, which I, I think she came is, from that commercial fishing world. Have, don't you ever watch that on like the, um, the, National Geographic channel when they're doing that. That's hard, 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 hard work. That commercial yeah. fishing stuff. So yeah. she's tough. She probably has a lot of brothers. We should have asked her. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the one thing that, I mean, honestly, our show is an hour long. So it's like it moves so quickly. Like, you know, I think what we may do at some point, and folks, we're just into the first four episodes. So, you know, we'd love to have your feedback, but we may have something that we release that is like, you know, centered on like of a more commercial viable thing. But I think at some point we might release some long, long form, you know, kind of things with conversations, which I think might be kind of cool for I agree. People. I agree. But, oh, I'm but I mean, go. I, you got to go? No, I'm going to go and I'm going to take some NyQuil. Oh, you can go, go leapy pie. I'm going to go sleepy. Okay. Well, um, final thoughts, sir. I'll tell you this. Two women today. I, I remember cause I went back and looked at the other episode with, um, what was the girl's name with the Lindsay Allnut. Yes. Her last, that last episode. And now this one, you know, women are the bomb. They're strong. They can do anything, you know, they really are. And I just wonder why is it that everybody thinks that the world is built on men? Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Seriously. I see. Now I get it. Now I get why women get to live longer than guys go to a nursing home. You'll see what I mean. Full of women. All their husbands are gone. It's because they do so much shit. They carry this world. They really do. Thank God for women. You know, and from a gay guy. I, I, I really don't have anything else to say past that. I mean, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah. And again, I'm so glad that we started License for Love because these first four episodes, folks, are dynamite. Like, if this is what the beginning and the foundation of what we're doing by the time the end of the season happens we might actually accomplish our vision and and help to create some really solid understanding in this world and my final thoughts is is that you know um stop judging a book by its cover stop it just quit because understanding somebody is so much more powerful than passing judgment yeah. on somebody. And you're never right? going to get it right. No, you're, you're absolutely never, never right. going to get it right. Right. So that wraps up this episode. I'm Cowboy Jacks with my good friend, Lauren Michaels Harris, and we'll see you on the next time of License for Love, the heartbeat and relationship conversation. You're listening to License for Love. With Cowboy Jax and Lauren Michaels Harris, the heartbeat and relationship conversation.